everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Like all of you guys know, it is my joy to speak with you guys today. Thank you so much. If you've been listening to this podcast week and week, um, you know, week after week, then thank you so much for being faithful and listening to all the episodes. We have over 100 episodes now here off the Charisma Podcast Network. And so there's a new show. For those of you who may be new to the show, we have a new show releasing every Monday and Thursday through charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also download the Charisma Plus app and stream all of them through there. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And so you could definitely tune in there. But I want to have as much time for my guest as possible. We're talking about a weighty and very relevant subject. Um, we really want to speak into what is taking place in the body of Christ, in the world, right now, in this hour. And so no further ado, my guest today is Jay Thomas. He is a Dove Award-nominated singer, songwriter, worship leader of more than 20 years. He served as a full-time worship leader and intercessor at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri for more than a decade, as well as gave direction to their Forerunner Music Academy at IHOPU. I know many of you guys were blessed from their worship. Since 2008, he has recorded and been featured on more than 20 albums on the Forerunner Music record with amazing people like Misty Edwards, Corey Asbury, Justin Rizzo, Julie Meyer, a few of those people who've been on the show before as well. And so Jay and his wife are full-time directors of a nonprofit organization they started called Song of Hope Ministries which exists to take the word of God and the songs of the Lord both to the church as well as the incarcerated, which is awesome. Thank you, Jay, for joining me today. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. And like I was telling you before the uh, before the show even started here today, your worship and many others at IHOP has been a huge blessing in my life. And so thank oh, you for your thank you. devotion to the Lord and your faithfulness to God. It's, it's literally a, a terrifying honor <laughs> serve the Lord in this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so cool. I always like to start off the show too. Maybe just give a brief um, uh, story here of how you first encountered the Lord. I love to hear how people come to know the Lord Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I'm one of those church rats, meaning uh, I'm a church kid. I yeah. grew up in church. Uh, my parents uh, were in church. And so every time the doors of the church were open, we were there. And uh, my parents were in leadership. My mom was you know, nowadays we call them worship leaders. Back then we called them uh, choir directors. So sure. I'm showing my age, <laughs> sure. perhaps. But um, my mom was, the, was the, the music director of the church. My dad was on the deacon board. And, uh, and so we were faithful members. And, uh, and so I've been in church my whole life, uh, had heard the stories, then all the, then all the, you know, all the stuff, the Sunday school and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really until, uh, honestly, it re- really wasn't until initially when I was 12 years old that I actually encountered the person of Jesus Christ for myself. And it no longer became uh, mom and dad's and grandma and grandpa's, uh, you know, religion. It sure. became a relationship for me at 12. But, but even then, beyond then, it was probably at 17 years old when I really encountered uh, the activity of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and, and, and the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life. Uh, where I really began to to pursue the deeper things of God. So, awesome. uh, and that happened uh, for me at a summer camp. It wasn't even in church. <laughs> it was at a summer camp and uh, with other teenagers. And I was minding my business. And what happened was I uh, I remember uh, to make a long story short. I remember that I was uh, sitting with three students from ORU University who were significantly older than me. Yeah. And they asked me, had I ever heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I said, the what? <laughs> and that was the end of that conversation. So, uh, <laughs> and the beginning of a, 
of a pretty wild journey. Oh man, that's incredible. I love hearing that. I love how you coupled that with, uh, you know, when you encounter the Lord as well as the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because those are definitely huge stages in our life with the Lord. And so I love when people also encounter the Lord at a young age, kind of grow up in church, but you know, you've been faithfully serving the Lord for so many years. And so it gives me hope for for my children, no, you know, because yeah. sometimes you feel like you know, hear stories about pastors' kids and missionaries' kids and how they, oh yeah, you know, how they <laughs> run off the deep end. And so I've got hope for my kids because I was a rebel, and so I I want to believe that if I raise my kids right in the presence of God to love Him and not just to be, you know, um, kind of play church, then they will always love the Lord. And so that's awesome hearing those uh, testimonies. Absolutely. absolutely, that is definitely the hope for for my children as well. Is to not to not raise them in a way that they have to unlearn what they've <laughs> learned, you know, as children as I had to. Sure. So I want to I want to raise them in the truth so that they actually grow up loving him and just not loving the attributes they get from him. Amen. Amen. And so today I want to I want to speak into and me and you kind of went back and forth. We want to speak into um, you know, a very relevant topic into into the church and what's taking place in the world. And you mentioned Psalm two to me, and I'd love to read Psalm two. Um, it's not that long yeah. of a psalm. I'm gonna read it, and then I would love to hear your mind on this in terms of where you feel like the Lord is taking us in this time in this hour. And so I'm gonna read. This is Psalm two. Why the nations? Why are the nations restless and the peoples plotting in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let's tear their shackles apart and throw their ropes away from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs and the Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury saying, but as for me, I've installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. And I will announce the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have fathered you. Ask it of me and I will certainly give the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. And you shall break them with a rod of iron. You will shatter them like earthenware. Now then, you kings, use insight. Let yourselves be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverence and and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son that he may not be angry and you perish on the way. For his wrath may be kindled quickly. How blessed are those who take refuge in him. That is Psalm two. And I know that has been weighing heavy on our heart. I'd love you. I'd love for you to speak into that a little bit in terms of the relevancy of what you feel like God's doing right now. You know, I can't think of a more, uh, I mean, obviously all of the scripture, all of the inspired word of God is relevant to our time. Absolutely. But in a, in a, in a moment like th- that we're in right now, I can't think of a more prophetic Psalm uh, that literally speaks to the, to the hour in which we're living and perhaps the hours that are ahead. I don't know. There's much to be said about Psalm 2, but when I look literally at <clears throat> excuse me, the things that are happening around the globe, uh, obviously within our own nation, there's lots of civil unrest and racial tension, and there's, yeah. lots, of, mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of struggle between powers and Who's you know who's gonna who's gonna lead the charge and who's gonna be president and all, all the all the conversations that are happening in America right now that that are actually just smaller uh, versions of a larger conversation happening around the globe. Yeah. I'm looking at Psalm two and there's so many things that just jump out at me like we are literally living in a Psalm two moment um, uh, and uh, and this is not a this is not a hyper spiritual or hyper charismatic. Uh, thing that I'm saying right now, we're li- we're literally living in a moment where the nations are raging yes, and right. people are plotting against the Lord and saying, you know what, we don't want your ways. We don't want your rules. We don't want to live by your rules. We want to do our own thing, do what feels good. Love is love. 
Like we're in a, we're in that very moment saying we want to throw away your, your rules and your way of doing things. And while the Lord sits in heaven and he laughs and he holds them in derision. So, so we're, because he, because while the, while the earth is kicking and bucking against Jesus himself, you know, there are many people who say they, they, they love and believe in God, but few who are saying that they love and believe in and follow Jesus. That's right. Uh, Jesus is the name that is, the, that is the rock of offense. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and right now the Lord is saying to us the same thing that he said in Psalm 2. He's going, I have actually chosen the king. I've chosen the one who's going to lead. There is a government that is higher than the American government. Come on. Uh, and I think, I, I think I'll say that again. <laughs> that there, is, there is a government that is higher than the American governmental system. That's right. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and the Lord is going, I have already set my, my king. I've already chosen a king. Um, you know, I, I, sang a, uh, I sang a prophetic phrase some years ago, and I've never been able to let it go. It just kind of resonated in my heart. I've never been able to make a song out of it, but it was a prophetic phrase that I sang at IHOP one time. And it said, it was during an election season, and, it, and I remember the, the phrase was, we're not waiting to elect another king because you're the king who's already been elected. Yes. And I was singing that from this Psalm 2 reality. The Lord's going, I've already chosen the king. His name is Jesus. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. um, and, 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 and so then the response, verse 10, is be wise, O kings of the earth. Those of you who have a measure of authority in the earth, you need to be wise and you need to be warned and you need to bow and kiss the sun with fear and trembling. Um, so anyway, there's so much that I could say about Psalm 2, but I have a real, uh, terror, a real fear of the Lord in my heart related to this hour that we're living in and Psalm 2 and, and our response as believers. Our response as believers is essential, but I just love wh- you know how you highlighted right here in Psalm 2 that the Lord said, I have chosen and installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce a decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Just such a prophetic passage. The father spiel, you know, this, this is a very, um, you know, governmental passage, you know, it's talking about the king and his rule and his reign. It's prophetic, you know, it had, it it has had fulfillment and it will have fulfillment. Um, and so, but I love how it even brings this like father, son paradigm, just so prophetic of the Lord Jesus Christ for believers to look back on and to know, you know, what the Lord was saying and what he's doing. I just love the reality that the Lord sits in the heavens and and laughs. We think that God is shocked. We think that God is surprised. We think that he's like nervous on the edge of his throne, biting his fingernails. Oh oh my God, how come this happened? Like what, what, uh, I I didn't plan this. this. This is not a part of the plan. You know, it's, you know, we, but God, he is sovereign over all and he, he will receive glory and his purposes will come to pass. And, um, I just love that because you talked about Jesus and his kingdom and you know even says in Isaiah that he the government of the Lord will have no end and have we can no be end. and no we can end. be confident Absolutely. in that and we we shouldn't collapse yeah. in misery because of it i feel like there's so many believers terrified you know and it's a pet there's there's believers that are on the right and the left you know that have voted for Biden that have voted for Trump but i just feel like essentially people are are feeling like god's purposes are hinged on who is the president and they're losing hope right That's now exactly because because right. they're you know because Trump isn't in office that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and, and I love, I love this. I love that in verse eight, this is just blows me away. God says to God, <laughs> ask, 
God says to God, ask of me and I'll give you the nations. And so I'm going, what is the response of believer? If God says to God that God needs to ask God for the nations, then the then the, the, then the then to me, the highest response that we can give as his body is that we would partner with him in asking. And we yeah. say, Lord, mm. we ask you that you would have the reward of your suffering in the nations. And that, that's our highest response, is that you would have your reward, that Jesus, you would be set in the highest place, that your kingdom come and that your will would be done. That, that, that we get to partner with him in asking for the nations to come into the knowledge of God, to me, is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is also, it also gives me comfort, but I don't have to, you know, I, I actually heard um, Mike Bickle, I, I highly respect him. Yes. Uh, as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I heard Mike say, you know, recently, we don't have to give our responses and opinions just because we're asked. Because right now, everybody has the gift of opinion and wants to post what they think sure. on social media about this issue and that issue and mm-hmm. this issue and that issue. When the Lord is saying, actually, I don't need, I don't require any of that. Like, all I need you to do is ask of me, is to partner with me in the place of intercession. Ask of me and I will give the nations as an inheritance. I will give the nations to Jesus as his reward. Mm. And so I, I, I'm, I am, I'm so, you know, I took 2020 off. I didn't, I didn't, obviously nobody traveled in 2020. <laughs> I didn't do any, any ministry. Sure. I was off of social media completely. Um, and so in the, in the heat of all the things that were happening, um, a lot of people were messaging me, emailing me, texting me, Hey, you're not on social media. What do you think about what's happening? What do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And I literally just felt zero pressure to have to give a response. Yeah. And I said, I don't, I think, I think that the Lord's actually calling for silence. Like there's mm. James had it right when he said, listen, you know, listen much and speak little, wow. <laughs> um, and all things pray. And I so I just, I think the Lord's calling his body. There's a real separation right now happening, a real clear separation happening between the wheat and the tares. And, um, and I feel like, you know, to make a, a simple analogy, I always say, you know, we all grew up in high school. We had that one kid in class who never spoke. Uh, but, but, but when he or she did speak, everybody listened. Uh, yeah. And I want to mm-hmm. be that. That's yeah. who I want to be in this hour. I don't want to be out there just talking, being a talking head. I want to be silent. I want to get the Lord's heart so that I can actually be a voice in this hour and not an echo. Amen. Amen. I agree 100% with that perspective. And there's just something so beautiful about living a quiet life and, and being silent before the Lord and getting his heart. Because if we're always talking, if we're always busy, if we're always doing, it's hard to just, you know, um, kind of recalibrate our hearts to just focus on him, his word. Uh, I just, we, we need the Lord's heart and his mind in this hour. And I love that you started to tap into this because I wanted to go here, but just, you know, believers, you know, around the world, you know, there's, for me, I've got this conviction in my heart that we need to be different and we need to manifest the nature of Christ. We need to be love in action to the world around us so that they can see that we are believers and that we have the spirit of God, the living God. That is one of the greatest testimonies, even even more than evangelism is a changed life. I believe in evangelism, but when we shine the nature of God, and I just feel like nowadays with social media and our access to be able to share our opinions, like you spoke about, you know, there's been so many circumstances you know, where I've been heartbroken scrolling through social media. I've had to get off social media. I'm glad you did because I'm sure there was a lot more peace in your life just getting off social oh, media. Yeah. 
but like just I've had to pull away from Facebook scrolling on Instagram because all the politics and talking about politicians and sharing their opinion about this president, that president, about you know, everyone. It's just an outlet. It gives everybody a platform to just spew carnality and, and, and just opinions that are just not in line with the word of God and the heart of God. And like, I just really want to hammer right now because you're right. There is a separation. Those who walk according to the flesh and those who walk according to the spirit, it's really being highlighted right now. And there's a remnant that's rising, you know, in this hour, those who are on fire for the Lord. And at the same time, like, how do we respond? You know, if I know silence is key and that's something we need to practice. So we get the heart of the Lord. But when we are, you know, when, when, when it comes a time for us to speak and it comes a time for us to, to walk this thing out before people, I just have this conviction that we need to do it in the right heart and right spirit. And so, um, I don't know. I just may maybe speak into that a little bit more. I just feel like as believers, we need to rise and shine so that we could show the world you know, the world's got a bad opinion of believers, <laughs> and, and we need to show them who Jesus is. Absolutely. The world has a bad opinion of believers, and rightfully so, mm. um, because we, and I say, I'm saying we, not, not they. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. We have, not, we have misrepresented the, the actual kingdom because we failed to understand the kingdom and how, and how the kingdom operates. And, um, and so the world has a bad opinion, and I, I mean, the Lord's going to redeem it. He's promised. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to pour out his spirit. That's going to happen. And so, um, so this, I believe that the moment that we're in has the potential to be the greatest moment of history for the body of Christ, uh, mm-hmm. related to, mm-hmm. related to, you know, the gospel and the, uh, and the great commission and those coming into the knowledge of God. Um, so the Lord, the Lord is not scandalized by our immaturity, um, and our lack of understanding and our lack of silence even. Uh, but I think he is, I think he is going to redeem um, he's going to redeem this, you know, I, I was, I was in a Bible study actually last night and I heard, uh, someone say this, so this is not original to me, but it did mm-hmm. made me think of, I've never thought of it like this, but, uh, but he said, I'm actually nervous. He says, I'm, uh, I'm actually nervous. What if the vaccine works? And I uh-huh. said, what do you mean? What if the vaccine works? He says, what, what if, what if life does go back to normal? What if we actually go back to some semblance of normal? Wow. And the, like, what do we think we're doing? Do we think that we're tying the hands of God? And he goes, well, you, you outsmarted me this time. Um, what is the Lord going to have to do to get the, the attention of the body, to get us to be still and to be quiet? Because we, uh, and this again, this is somebody else's words, but he said, we failed the test of 9-11. <laughs> we mm. failed the test of uh, whatever the next big thing was. And and now we've we failed the test of of COVID. We failed the test of the elections. What exactly is going to have to happen to cause the body of Christ to just be still and be silent and actually seek the Lord's face rather than spewing out our opinions all over social media? Mm, wow! Went, Whoa! I have never even thought of it like that. <laughs> you know? That's actually that's actually that's terrifying to, to think. <laughs> I'm like Lord, I, you know, burn me now. I don't. I don't want to be burned later. I'd <laughs> yeah. rather. I'd rather. I'd rather be. I'd rather take voluntary voluntary uh, silence sure. now than than mandated silence later. Wow. So. No, it's 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 yeah. a, to think that you know. I honestly feel like a lot of good has come out of this. You know that God is raising up a remnant, and there's people that have realized I don't want the form and the function. I don't want the religion. I don't want shallow church services and just to say, hey, listen, I went to church on Sunday. I'm good. You know, a lot of this religion has been exposed. A lot of people's hearts that weren't in the right place were exposed. Even a lot of darkness leaders that were trapped in darkness. There's a lot of 
you know, yeah. people that were exposed, even that that weren't living for the heart of the Lord and leading movements. And so I believe that it was a it's been a it's a, been a great time of exposure where a lot of a lot of crooked ways have been made straight. But then there's also been a lot of evil that has been known, you know, and then people that obviously, you know, whose whose love's grown cold or people that, you know, only knew God in the form of religion that have, you know, turned away and gone back to their previous way of living. Like you said, there's this separation between the wheat and the tares. But at the same time, it's, oh man, imagine going back to normal. We, sh- we should be nervous about that. We should be nervous about just going going with the flow of the world instead of the flow of the Holy Spirit, which is radical and should yeah. go against the grain of what the world is doing and what, and what religion is doing. And so it's something that we need to think about and ponder. And even, you know, I'd like to just kind of go here, you know, even with the political prophecies, you know, about Trump winning the election, so many believers clung to those words. They were either disappointed or they're even still a little bit deluded, you know, because of it. I've seen a lot of it on social media but honestly we need we need a gospel reformation we need true messengers of christ to to arise and proclaim the life death burial of resurrection of jesus christ like we need to go back to the centrality of christ like in psalm 2 in the midst of the nations raging jesus is what god had to say (laughs) you know what god wanted (laughs) to talk about was his son jesus christ in the midst of the chaos and the upheaval and the nations raging God started talking about his son and I just believe as mesen- you know as messengers of Christ we need to you know we need to rise up and we need to release the message of the glory of the Lord we need to proclaim his incarnation life death and resurrection the message of grace and truth on our lips instead of getting caught up in 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 the politics and the side notes we need to we need to truly focus on Jesus and not just in what and how Amen. we de- and how we declare him but you know, like like you said, even in the silence and the contemplation, we are gazing upon him in prayer and intercession. We are gazing upon him, and therefore we are being conformed into his very image and likeness. And the world needs to see that. And so, what are your thoughts about you know, in terms of all these you know, prophecies being released? I just feel like we've gotten conf- like sidetracked a little bit here. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I, I've I've talked a little bit about this over the past few weeks. Um, um, I think that there has been um, a disillusionment with even, uh, and this this is a whole this could be in a whole a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot okay. either. I don't want you to. But, I don't want to put you on the spot to no, talk no, about no. controversial things, but no. But I just I think that there's been a disillusion. There is a disillusionment with understanding true biblical prophecy right now. Yeah. Um. And I and I, I, I again I could talk about that for a long time, but I think we've got to come back to. True biblical prophecy. Um, I heard somebody say this, and this, this is what really kind of helped to anchor and set my heart, is that it seems that the issue, one of the main issues, one of the main issues with with prophecy right now is that um, we have an Old Testament relationship with the prophetic mm, uh, yes. uh, rather than a New Testament relationship with the prophetic, meaning uh, that we tend to want to only label things prophetic as they look like uh, the prophetic of the Old Testament. And the New New Testament prophecy does not operate the same way that Old Testament prophecy does. Uh, And so that's very clear, and that's something that study, you know, people can study out for themselves. But we've got to come to a a New Testament understanding of the prophetic and its purpose, and and even what it looks like and how it operates, which is something I care deeply about as a prophetic musician, as Mm -hmm. a prophetic singer uh, in this hour. I care deeply about that and even training and raising up prophetic singers and musicians in this hour because I I just have a strong conviction that the word of God um that the word of the Lord sung 
has the authority to, to land in places that the word of God preached cannot go. Mm, um, that's good. And so I think that it's crucial in this hour as a, as a singer, I don't want to just like, I refuse to be that guy who's just singing songs because they're popular. I don't want to enter into Christian karaoke. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not interested. I, I, I just am not interested. I want to know what the Lord is saying, what the Lord is doing. And I want to, I want my song to be his song. Amen. And so, um, and so I think, uh, for me, uh, I'm, that's what I'm in hot pursuit of, and I'm passionate about seeing others come into the same reality. Amen. I love that. That is so good. And this is uh, just the reality you're talking about, having an old covenant mentality or relationship with the prophetic versus a new covenant you know, relationship with the prophetic in terms of how it manifests. I just, we need to go back to the simplicity of the gospel. This is just my, this is, this yeah. is my conviction. Simplicity of devotion. Do not be distracted from simplicity of devotion to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then from that place, like Mary of Bethany, just at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ, looking into his eyes, you know, receiving the words that are coming from his lips. We could receive his heart, receive, you know, his word. And then from that place, we can truly manifest the nature and the goodness of God. And a lot of that takes place in worship. And so, um, I, I'd love to hear about your mentoring programs and what you're doing. Uh, tell us a little bit about your heart, because I know you, you're talking about the song of the Lord and the importance of the song of the Lord. I also want to be able to highlight, you know, the you know the mentoring programs and everything you do. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things, uh, my wife and I started Song of Hope Ministries. Um, we launched in late 2019, just before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but but one of the reasons that we launched Song of Hope. Uh, was for this very reality. Uh, we were struck by the reality of both Matthew 25 and Acts 16. Matthew 25 was, um, in short, was mostly known by this phrase, Jesus saying, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you came to visit me. When I was sick, you came to visit me. And um, and uh, so, so there was that. I, I saw that passage in a new way, and I thought, you know, the Lord everybody's looking for Jesus and he's going, if you're looking for me, here's where you can find me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> among the marginalized. Amen. And so, wow. um, so that, that made us want to give our time and attention. We couldn't focus on all those, but we wanted to focus on those who are incarcerated. But then Acts 16 is the famous passage where Paul and Silas are in prison. And it says that at midnight, they begin to pray and to worship. And we all know what happened that the, the earthquake happened and the prison doors, you know, foundations were shaken and the prison doors flung open. Um, and many were freed, but they weren't freed physically. They didn't run out of the prison. They stayed where they were because they were captured by the presence of God, but they got free, they got free internally. Yeah. And, um, and so that said to me that there is a song and a sound that can only come from prisons wow. <laughs> that actually causes earthquakes. And so we created Song of Hope as a nonprofit organization to literally go into prisons and to disciple men and women in the word, uh, so that they can, can come into true freedom, the the Act 16 freedom, um, and from that place to teach and to train them how to play instruments and sing and write the songs of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and to and to capture those songs and to release those songs to the nations of the earth. And so that's our purpose, that's our vision, and our mission. Um, and so we we were shut down in 2020 because of COVID, and we weren't able to go into prisons. But it's something obviously that we care deeply about, and prisons are beginning to open up now, so we'll be headed back soon. But in the meantime, I went, Lord, I, I don't want to just do this for inmates. I want to do this for, for, for everybody, anybody who wants it. Mm-hmm. I want to, to sow this and pour this into worship leaders, singers, songwriters, musicians, even pastors who are pastoring creatives. 
Um, I want to, to teach them uh, and train them and coach them in what I've had the privilege of doing for 27 years mm-hmm. um, as yeah. a prophetic worship leader. Um, uh, so, I, so we do. We, we are just launched a, um, a mentorship program that I call Dear Worship Leader. And uh, we're going to be starting on March 6th. The registration is open now. Um, and so we're taking, we're taking only 30 people at a time because we want it, we want it to be intimate uh, and small. I'm not looking for 300 people all at once. I'm not looking for that. We're mm-hmm. looking to do every three months uh, to take 30 people in and to pour into their lives and, um, and coach and mentor them in this calling of, of the prophetic and prophetic musicianship specifically. Wow. Yeah. And, we, and just to kind of highlight what you're saying in terms of the uh, Song of Hope Ministries. I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, we're talking about the wheat and the tares earlier, you know, even just to kind of go back to the parable of Jesus where he talks about the great white throne judgment. And, you know, he spoke about people that were manifesting his nature. He said, you know, did you did you bring in the sick? Did you visit the prisons? Did you clothe the naked? And we just see that being so close to the Lord's heart. And then you have another passage where Jesus, you know, people came before the throne of God and they said, but we did the miracles and we did all the stuff and we cast out demons. But, and then Jesus says, yeah, but depart from me because you never knew me. And there's just something, yeah. there's something connected to, you know, there's, you know, the anointing is separate from, you know, your heart could be in the wrong place, but you could be anointed. Um, but at the same time, it's very, very hard to visit the sick and, and clothe the naked and, you know, visit people in prison and, you know, with your heart not being in the right place. And so I just, I love that. I feel like people that are doing these things that are going out to a lost, you know, and hurting world and that are making a a difference with the love of God to those who are needy and those who are sick. I just feel like that is such a beautiful represent, you know, representation of who Jesus is and that, that speaks volumes to the world. And so that's, that's incredible. I highly recommend for people to connect with your nonprofit, so into your nonprofit, Song of Hope Ministries Incorporated, and um, and to be involved in your worship as well. Your worship has touched my life over the years, as well as many at IHOP. And so, you know, we need to pour into worship leaders. Now is the time. You know, people are moved through worship, and God is releasing His purposes and His plans into the hearts of His people through intimacy and through worship. And so, we need to teach the church how to worship in spirit and truth. And so, that is Amen. absolutely essential. And so thank you so much for joining. How, is there like a one-stop website or how could people connect with your ministry and what you're doing? Yeah, you can connect with Song of Hope specifically if you want on uh, our website. is real simple, uh, songofhopeministries.org. An easier way to get there might be easier to remember. Uh, same website, different domain is freedomforeveryone.org, freedomforeveryone.org. Mm. Um, and then as far as the mentorship, if there are worship leaders or singers or songwriters who would like to register for our mentorship program, um, the easiest way to get there is to go to any of my social media outlets and click the link in my bio, and it will take you to the registration page for Beautiful. Dear Worship Leader. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your heart. What a powerful episode, uh, Truce and the Revelation out of Psalm 2 are definitely life-changing we need to cling to in this hour. And so thank you, Jay, for joining me today, man, taking time. And you got a family. Absolutely my pleasure. Oh, 100%. For those who are listening right now, thank you so much for subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It'll help us get it out to more people so they can be blessed and awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast. 
Hello, let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. You'll definitely want to check it out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up this online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, like we all know. Uh, full-time jobs, raising four children, and they stepped out in faith, and God is honoring them every step of the way. You go to www.thehopevilledjourney.com. It's where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. Their goal is to inspire faith through their product line, as well as high quality and all they do and produce, which we know is very, very important. Um, check it out today, thehopefilledjourney.com, and you'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more. And you'll also get $20 off of your purchase if you spend $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. So go to www.thehopefilledjourney.com. You'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more, and you'll get $20 off if, with, with a purchase of $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. I highly recommend it. It's an incredible store. So make sure to go to thehopefilledjourney.com today. Today. 